BYU Sports Nation live from sunny San Diego. Bowl game festivities underway with a two-hour fan fest special. Huge show, Spencer, with an A-list lineup, athletic director Tom Homo, everyone's favorite Kiwi punter Johnny Linehan, and some spicy Tuiaki. Plus, what's your favorite BYU memory in San Diego, the Cougars' finest in America's finest city? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from the BYU Fan Fest in San Diego, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live from San Diego in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Saturday, December 17th. We're here! San Diego yes. in December. Yes. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with second mate of the USS BYU Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan. I was born on an Air Force base, uh, so I feel somewhat comfortable around you know my fellow uh, naval cohorts here. But it's great to be in San Diego. This is the home of my favorite movie. Anchorman. Oh. There could have been scenes shot on this very Embarcadero right here. <laughs> but here we are at the uh, BYU Fan Fest, and this is awesome. So for the next two hours, coaches, players. I, I saw Ty Detmer out here a few minutes ago. He's walking around. Matt Foley, Micah Hanneman, cheerleaders, Cosmo, food, festivities. It's awesome. This is Jamal. awesome. We know BYU fans. Quote, Jamal, that's right. BYU fans travel. Well, yes and no, right? They're everywhere. They just show up where they are. And so this is going to be yet another flex your muscle of independence moment for BYU. They are showing up at the Embarcadero Marina Park North, as Jerem mentioned, for the next two hours. Right on the water, it's 60 degrees-ish, sunshine, a little bit yeah. of wind. Yeah, in the shade it's a little cold. I decided to, you know, Vaseline up like it, like we're in Laramie or something. Yeah, you, you got the jacket. I'm, I, hey, I... Knowing, We're not having a toughness competition. Knowing what's we? going on in Chicago, where BYU basketball is weather-wise, and in Utah, and in Laramie, Wyoming, yeah. like, it's okay to, to rock the short sleeves today. Yeah, I, re- I represent Brian Logan back in the day when they'd play at Laramie, and he would just put Vaseline up, all, all up on his arms to try and keep the heat in. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have a cold after this. A fantastic lineup of guests today during our two-hour special, including Athletic Director Tom Holmo, What's his favorite BYU memory in San Diego? Oh, Not lots. many people remember this, but he had a pick six against Washington oh. State in the 1981 Holiday Bowl. One of the very few things he and Kyle Vannoy have in common. Which is? A pick six in a bowl game in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was obvious. The always entertaining and outspoken offensive lineman. Parker Daw, Tooney Knooch, not to mention punter Johnny Linehan. Oh, we're yeah. we're going to get the final word on 4th and 19. Yeah. Does BYU have plans to get in a 4th and 19 situation just for Johnny in the bowl game? We'll ask. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, starting with this. After an interesting trip down, the BYU football team eventually made it to San Diego. More on that in a moment. And held a practice this morning in preparation for Wednesday's Poinsettia Bowl against the Wyoming Cowboys. As we have chronicled well to this point, hello, Kainaku, who is waving at BYU Sports Nation, and several other BYU football members. Uh, as we have chronicled well, the Fan Fest taking place right now at the Embarcadero, Marina Park North. <laughs> it sounded like strong bad there. Embarcadero! Got the baby little arms coming out of the back. <laughs> hey, the Hoops team is in action tonight in Chicago. 
at the United Center against Illinois, 9.30 Eastern time on the Big, 12, uh, Big Ten Network. Ah, there is no Big 12 Network. On the Big Ten Network and right here on BYU Radio, the Cougars, number 59 in the Ken Palm ratings, Illinois 66, and the Illini are a one-point favorite over BYU. Big game for BYU's non-conference resume. They got a nice win against Colorado last Saturday, have had a full week off, taken finals, no school, boom, in the home of Uncle Mike for a game against Illinois. Real last opportunity for a quality win until BYU takes on either St. Mary's or yeah, Gonzaga. Absolutely. BYU, need, BYU needs to win this game tonight for the non-conference resume, I think. BYU women's basketball playing right now against Utah State. The Cougars up big in Logan, 54-37. Three and a half minutes to go in that one, so BYU is going to win that one. Go, always good to beat the Aggies. And Jimmer Fredette, did you hear about this? So he plays in China for the Shanghai Sharks. He, he scored 46 points last night. And maybe more impressively, had 16 rebounds in a, in a loss. Is his Who season can't? average above 40 yet? It's getting close. If he loses, I literally don't care. As long as Jimmer scores at least 40 a game, I am a happy camper. Also, Tyler Haas plays in Poland. He plays for Anvil Václovic. He had 26 last night So in, in a loss. So BYU guys lost, but who cares? They scored, they got buckets, and they got paid. That's what matters. The two all-time leading scorers in BYU basketball history. How about that? Getting buckets. In China and Poland. Something we'll never understand, Spencer. Respectively. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sunny San Diego. BYU football has survived challenge number one of this trip, and uh, that was just making it to San Diego. Listen to this. The GPS on the flight, on the airplane, went out in the Cougars' flight, so they couldn't fly out of that's, Provo. That's not typically a big deal on an airplane, but I guess last night it was. Well, last night when it's <laughs> raining in San Diego and it's snowing in Utah, for crying out loud, they couldn't take off from Provo, so they had to go to Salt Lake City, and I think they arrived seven or eight hours later than they had expected to to get to San Diego, but they made it! Yeah, they made it, and they're here now, they're walking in right now, they're hanging out here at the Fan Fest, so... That, that, that was the challenge. There were select players on the team that drove a bus that rode down in, in vans or uh, different carpool situations, and they were like, man, are we so happy that we drove 10 hours or 11 hours to San Diego? Yeah, flying's still better. Um, and I, I drove myself because uh, I brought the fam. So we saw Rogue One yesterday, by the way. Did it live up to the hype? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it lived up it, to the hype? It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it so much. I loved it so much. So that was great. And now, then, were, you on a, were you on a natural high? Did it seem better because of the crazy Star Wars show that we did on Thursday? Did that play had, into it being I, even better? Yeah, I hadn't really gotten into it that much. I was like, oh, excited. And then, then we had the Star Wars show Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I went ballistic on that. We had, <laughs> we had lightsabers and stuff. It was awesome. No, but that was great. Uh, super windy coming down here. But, uh, yeah, good, good to be here in San Diego. Excited to have coverage here. Today for the next two hours, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday we'll be here nearby outside the hotel, and then Wednesday we'll be live from uh, the stadium uh, in the morning and afternoon. So plenty of coverage coming up here. So it's great that BYU's down here. You have, this, you have a couple of weeks break from the Utah State game into the regular season. You kind of want to see some football, right? And so we're just a couple days away uh, from BYU and Wyoming. And it's interesting because it's less about this matchup and more about kind of BYU's return to San Diego Absolutely. than Wyoming, right? It just feels right. The team hotel behind us, we've got boats on the water, right in the marina. BYU back in San Diego and back in the stadium and the city where the Cougars have created so 
many fantastic oh. memories, not just on the football field, but in the on the basketball oh, yeah. court as well. Oh, yeah, BYU-San Diego State, those are some great matchups, right? And San Diego State's playing Houston in the Vegas Bowl today, so they're kind of out of ten. I thought the show would be here for the show. We'd like to think that we're the show, too. Uh, but they're not here. They're, they're in Vegas. Yeah, we're staying at the Manchester Hyatt, which is which is behind us. And it is it is nice, let me tell you. It's fantastic. I love the bowl seasons for multiple reasons, one of which, hey, it's nice to stay at a nice place. And, yeah, it's it's legit. So there are a couple of towers here uh, here in the San Diego skyline on the uh, on the beach, on the waterfront, Coronado right in front of us. It's hard to beat this. And we went to Miami two years ago. Went to Vegas last year. This is this is uh, I think this is number one so far. This is really good. Yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite memory per se when it comes to BYU athletics and the city of San Diego, but that's exactly what we're going to ask everybody to do today with our Twitter question. What's your favorite BYU sports memory from San Diego? Okay, so you can go you can go whatever sport you want. Probably a lot of a lot of uh, holiday bowl memories, Poinsettia Bowls, Kyle Van Noy, basketball. BYU really uh, did a number against San Diego State here in this city. Uh, it's probably not going to be against the San Diego Toreros, but if it is, great, good for you. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our at, first tweet, yeah. at Twiggy or Stone. The Kyle Van Noy Show, one of the best defensive performances ever. Rare to say one defensive player won the game. He B- won the game. BYU was down 6-3, and Kyle Van Noy single-handedly won that game for BYU in the 2012 points Bowl. Strip. That was amazing. Sack. Touchdown. And then a pick six. And then a pick six. Jamal Williams also scored a touchdown in that game. Jamal Williams has played in two bowl games. He had 31 yards rushing exactly in each game. I'm going to guess that he's going to do he'll better than that. He'll have that in the first quarter. I'm going to guess he'll have three times that, in fact. So many great memories, including, as at Twiggy or Stone tweeted, Kyle Van Noy's takeover of the Poinsettia Bowl in 2012. Jimmer Fredette quieting the show. And San Diego State. Oh, Hartsock had a, a great game as well, as I recall. The 52-52 WAC championship tie in the dramatic comeback led by the Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer. The 1980 Miracle Bowl. That's, that's the number one for me. How do you... you how do You, you come yeah. back down 20 with four and a half to go? That's unbelievable. It was less than that. Three minutes and 57 seconds on the clock. That's crazy. Down 20. 1983, Steve Young high step into the end zone to beat Missouri. 84 National Championship. Great stuff. Send in your tweets. Coming up, we begin our A-list guest lineup with Eliza Spicy Tuiaki. The defense has been spicy this year. Top 20 in two major categories. This is BYU Sports Nation live from San Diego. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, our conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the following question. What's your favorite BYU sports memory in the city of San Diego? Right now. My favorite memory. (laughs) This moment. I I live in the moment. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. Hey, coming up at 9.30 Eastern time, the men's basketball team is playing Illinois at the United Center in Chicago on the Big Ten Network. Where it's 17 degrees. Yeah, and you can, well, not inside. It's going to be a balmy 72. But uh, you can listen to that game on BYU Radio as well. I figured I'd wear sunglasses now. One, because the sun's out, and two, because all the cool cats are doing it. Mm, Yeah, more on that in just a moment. At Eli underscore designs tweets in this, when Kyle Van Noy trounced the SDSU offense and outscored both teams' offenses. This generation, that like if you're in your 20s, that's your memory, right? Don't forget 
80, 83, 84, 90. Don't forget those. Those were pretty good, too. Yeah, the Jimmer and Kyle Van Noy moments are amazing. The new, the new generation. Amazing. Nothing's better than Jimmy Mack, though. That's number one, people. Come on. Joining us now, the guy that really has some cool sunglasses yeah. on, not named Jerem Jordan, yeah. the defensive coordinator for BYU football, Eli Satuyaki. E, welcome What's to up, the show. Eight? Thank you. Appreciate it. I thought you were going to lose the jacket. Okay, I'll lose the jacket. Fine. He was giving me a hard time about this. Uh, San Diego, yeah, San Diego, man. Put bro. that back on and we'll go home. I'll take it out. Look, I can I can man up and do this, okay? <laughs> For the first time. How can I say no to the defensive coordinator? You can't. You're like, yes, coach. You man, will take another. your jacket off. Yes, what yes, I will take like? it off. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How's San Diego been for you thus far? It's been fun. Now that you're here, fun, actually. Yeah, now that we're here, it's been fun. Yeah, we're excited. Really good practice today and ready to go. Ready to start the festivities and do the zoo and, and uh, eat on one of those deals. Over there, <laughs> that thingy madingy over there. I don't even know what you're pointing at. There's like an either. aircraft it's, carrier. Yeah. We're gonna eat on one of them. I know that yeah. for sure. It's gonna see yeah, something. It's the USS Midway, and it's over that way. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tuesday, I think. What What was it like last night? You guys had some trouble getting out of uh, Provo, I think, right? Yeah, but the important things were here. Yeah. We're, re- we're ready to go. So ignore. That's what just <laughs> <laughs> Shove it out of the yeah. way. Yeah. Is this is this experience more about you guys and what you get to do and what more than even the matchup with Wyoming? I, I sense there's kind of two ideas at play here, right? There's the game and then there's kind of everything around. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, for me, it's it's more of just the the kids being able to come and bring their wives and families and um, another opportunity to play football, but just enjoy it while we're here, you know. And in the, all the years that I've been coaching, um, you know, probably this will be my. Uh, fourth bowl game so i mean you you know you really uh take it for granted when you've been you've been going bowling for how many years in a row but you know for me i just uh it's it's been fun to get my my kids and family but also see the players their wives you know out here having a good time and being able to spend some quality time it goes without saying every team wants to end the season on a high note and when that involves a bowl game that means winning the bowl game but what does it really do for a program when you win the final game as you move forward you know, I think uh, it's uh, just just having a good taste in your mouth and knowing that you went out the right way, but also, um, you know, setting things up. Um, uh, you know, just having good feelings going into the off season with being able to, uh, you know, lift and and uh, we've got one year now under our belt with with running the system, and so um, you know, just just really just the good positive vibes and knowing that we ended it the right way. By the way, can you believe that it's been a year? It's crazy. I was I was talking to Reno about that yesterday. Like, we're here. Like, we're here, man. <laughs> we're at the bowl game. Yeah. That's like, crazy. Kalani was in the head coach, I believe, a year ago today oh. on the day of the Vegas Bowl, right? After that game and yeah. then uh, shortly thereafter the staff uh, compiled and whatnot. When the dust settled on the regular season, did you have a chance to kind of take a breath and be like, oh, we did all right? Yeah, I mean, not really. We we went out and hit the road recruiting right away, which was uh, you know a very important thing for us. And um, you know, went and saw saw some um, kids that we can't mention their names or anything, but we feel like the class that we're starting to put together and the vision that uh, that uh, Coach Ithaka sees and and us being able to relay it to the kids that we're recruiting, um, getting certain kids into the into the program, getting them committed is, has been huge. And so um, I think we'll take that deep side breath after this game as we head back and, and have a couple of weeks off before we start up again. I asked Kalani last week what he was looking forward to most, other than playing another football game against Wyoming, and he said the food. Where, where do you stand on that? 
Dude, it's all about the food, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're riding the bus, and I'm just kind of looking around, asking the bus driver, um, you know, some of the good good places to eat, and, and uh, she told me where not to go. And so, I, oh, okay. which, which well. is good. That's just as important as telling me where to go. So, With this whole experience, what are you looking forward to most other than the game itself? Just like and I said, the, qual- yeah, the just food. quality time, man. You know, quality time, being around the kids, being around the uh, players' wives, being around, you know, um, the kids' wives and the coaches, uh, the, the kids' wives, the coaches' uh, uh, kids as well. I mean, it's it's been fun so far to be able to see our kids. Um, obviously, our we've got the best uh, head coach out there, and he gives us a lot of time with our families. That's important to him, but also, you know, just being around, uh, you know, the, the Mahes and, the Kinikinis, all, all, all the families with a lot of kids. Uh, I'm up there too. But how many do you uh, have? I've got six. It's You've not got very six many. Kids. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, not you're very up there. Many. It's all relative. I think <laughs> yeah. you're Polynesian. You know, when you're in the 13th, you're you're getting up there. But I'm about halfway there. I think we're done though. <laughs> Elisa Tuiaki, the BYU defensive coordinator, with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Poinsettia Bowl will take place on Wednesday, December 21st, roughly five days from now. Uh, Jerem jokingly calls you spicy tuiaki. Um, there needs to be a sushi roll that's spicy tuiaki, right? <laughs> what? How did I get that name? <laughs> Why not? I'm down with it. I mean, it sounds sounds good. You're a you know? Spicy dude. Yeah. With those not bland. bland. You're not tuiaki. bland. No, no, no. Yeah, spicy. I'm no. good with spicy. You're an spicy aggressive tuiaki. play caller. Therefore, you're spicy. I don't know. <laughs> It I, sounds I like you, teriyaki. That's I thought why. you were taking a shot at me with uh, with Coach Lamb and and those uh, those wings. No, right? what happened? I'm unaware. It sounds like there's a fun story there. <laughs> I think he can explain. He he, he doesn't think that uh, you're a real man if you get anything other than the hot wings. And so I like to get the mild, sweet ones. Yeah, no, they, those are delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told him. He was like, "No, real men get spicy. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got to burn something. Well, you you can't. Enjoy, how do you enjoy the meal if you can't taste anything? Right. Well, that's what real men do. You don't enjoy the meal. You just you just take it down. <laughs> but, uh, according to Ed, <laughs> that's, that's the cyborg. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That does not surprise me at yeah. all that he would I, say something oh my like goodness, that. Yeah. So, in your preparation for the bowl game, have you have you installed your game plan already so that you can relax a little bit in San Diego? Because you still practice here. You practice this morning, right? Yeah, yeah. We the the game plan's in and. We're, uh, you know, I think uh, having a lot of time sometimes, I mean, it's a good thing because you get to practice, you really sharpen up what you need to do, but sometimes it's, as coaches, you're sitting there, you know, overthinking things a little bit, and so what if they do this, or we got to make sure we're prepared for this, and then all of a sudden, you're preparing your kids for an offense that they don't even run, you know, and so... But we, we, you know, we we've given them some different looks, and and they've done a really good job. And we so last, uh, what was it Thursday? Our last practice before we got uh, hit the road, um, I think we threw in like six or seven different trick plays, and really try to get after them that way. And a bunch of different personnel groups and formations, and they just laughed and just kind of and pointed every single one of them out. <laughs> and so, you know, the graduate assistants Jan Jorgensen and Vince uh, Fela, they're the ones that prepare that, and so. The joke was on them that day. Everybody's just pointing at them like, get that sorry play out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What does Wyoming do from a personnel perspective that creates some concern for you that you uh, anticipate you're going to see on Wednesday? I think think, uh, anytime you get into bigger personnel where there's there's multiple gaps and you can – Pull, pull uh, guards and tackles, and you know, bring tight ends back and everything. It just gives you uh, uh, different looks as far as where a new gap is going to form. And so there's a lot of moving parts to it. It's very, very similar to our offense. 
Um, and so we just got to be sound, gap sound, and that's uh, that's probably going to be the biggest thing with their personnel. They do a really good job. They're they're coached well. Um, you know, they play hard. Obviously, they had a really good year, and uh, personnel-wise, they're really good as well. Specifically, they have a quarterback that's almost three thousand yard passer. Uh, they have running back Brian Hill, uh, 1,700 yards and like 21 touchdowns. Tanner Gentry's a uh, receiver with uh, over 1,000 yards as well. BYU's only had that combo, and I think Wyoming too, one time ever. So what kind of, with that triple threat, how do you prepare for that kind of uh, offensive firepower? Very carefully. <laughs> Spicily. <laughs> is that a word? I guess yeah, it, it is. is now. L-Y. Yeah. Spicily? Yeah. yeah. The, the L-Y is a, a derivational affix that you can add on to the end. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. High five. Yeah. High yeah. five. Yes. The high five wasn't for me either. That is solid. A one der Rafe. What? I don't even know. Don't worry about it, Jerem. Yeah. I can't. It's next level. I was a broadcast major. <laughs> Very carefully. That's, Very carefully. Yeah. It. I mean, they. Yeah. They. They do a lot, and so we just like like you know we we've talked about it before. Our our goals on defense just to make sure that we're we keep their big plays down and and get us you know double the outcome of their big plays, and so um, just. Really making sure that we're sound. We got some people bodied up and keep this quarterback fronted up. He reminds me a lot of the guy at Mississippi State. He's a tall kid that can run. I don't mm-hmm. think he's as fast, but he he still has the ability to run and hurt you. And a lot of their big plays is because he breaks contain and in pass and uh, and throws the ball well. So, what is your favorite BYU sports memory from the city of San Diego? Putting me on the spot here, man. I just, no, if I. I, I, I'm going to go with the 20-year-olds and go with the Van Noy deal. Yeah. I'm a defensive guy. It kind of has to that, be that, right? That's the greatest right now, defensive single player performance ever yeah, from BYU. Yeah, yeah, that was... Took over. That was a, a phenomenal performance. I mean, a really, really good job. Elisa Spicy Tuiaki <laughs> kicking off our Fan Fest interviews. <laughs> he thought we knew that story. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> <with> the wings. <laughs> It's great to have you, man. Enjoy the fan fest today. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, you, you can put your well. jacket back on now. No, hey, listen. I can't. You motivated me. <laughs> Us Polynesians don't have a jacket <laughs> At least on, until Spencer. you can't see me. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it off. Okay. <laughs> All right, coming up next on our fan fest special, BYU Sports Nation in San Diego. More guests and your favorite memories from the city of San Diego. Welcome back, sports friends, live from San Diego, BYU Sports Nation on a Saturday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, Countdown to Kickoff will be live from Provo and San Diego coming up next Wednesday night, 8 Eastern time, as BYU and Wyoming play in the Poinsettia Bowl. Spencer Linton and David Nixon live from the stadium. Uh, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and Brian Logan live from Provo. We will have full coverage. Kathy Aiken with a feature on uh, Tanner Mangum. Uh, pre-game interview with Ty Detmer and much, much more. Uh, Ted Tolner from the San Diego Bowl Game Commission as well, former BYU quarterback coach in 1981. So 8 Eastern next Wednesday on game day, five days away, here on BYU TV. We're about a half an hour through this two-hour special, part of a BYU Sports Nation Saturday special. We just spoke to the defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki. He spoke about what Wyoming does from a personnel perspective and told us a fantastic story, not just about those buffalo wings, but the fact yeah. that they tried to get their guys ready by throwing all sorts of trick plays at them, and, and they just smiled to get those plays out of here. We're, we're ready. Sounds like the BYU defense is ready. They've played really, really well this year. The only outlier is Toledo, but the offense showed up that day. Jamal Williams, 286 yards, 
showed up that day. What's your favorite BYU sports memory from San Diego at KL Fawcett? Says the overtime tie at the Murph in 1990. Tied that Murph. Up next, Tooney Canooch of the offensive line is with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from San Diego. Should we call this Studio San Diego, Jerem? Yeah, Studio Embarcadero. Mm, I like it. Good call. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live on a weekday, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And tonight, 9.30 Eastern, Big Ten Network and BYU Radio. Uh, Men's Hoops plays Illinois in the United Center. In Chicago. Awesome. Big game coming up, 9.30 Eastern. Huge opportunity for the BYU Hoopsters. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Now, after an interesting trip for the football team, they finally made it to San Diego, held a practice this morning in preparation for Wednesday's Poinsettia Bowl showdown with Wyoming. The Fan Fest taking place right now, and we will continue our broadcast live from the Embarcadero Park through 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Stay tuned for more interviews, including the next in just a few minutes with one of our favorite offensive linemen. And the men's basketball team, as mentioned, plays Illinois uh, tonight. Cougars are number 59 in the Ken Palm ratings. Illinois 66, the Fighting Illini, a one-point favorite over the Cougars. BYU women's basketball bouncing back after a tough loss to Utah with a 20-point victory over Utah State, that game in Logan at the Spectrum. So a nice bounce-back performance by Jeff Judkins' team. And Jimmer Fredette scored 46 points and had 16 rebounds in a loss. Tyler Haas had 26 points and they lost for Anvil Václavic in Poland. So both guys lose, but they got points. Twitter question. No, go ahead. Does it doesn't matter. No. Is they, that, they, they're they're getting buckets. Because like, they're not playing for BYU. You want BYU to win, right? But if they're not playing for BYU, it's like, eh, I don't really care if you win or lose, just as long as you get uh, paid and get uh, buckets. Yeah, when you say Jimmer scored 46, it's like, who cares who won the game? <laughs> Seriously, over the uh, Bangkok Fly Dragons. They have a lot of fun <laughs> names. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite BYU sports memory from San Diego? That is our Twitter question today, at It's a Faux Hammer. Speaking of Jimmer, says, The desolation by Jimmer Fredette on the Kawhi Leonard and the Aztecs in their house. Hashtag sick crossover. Yeah, those are good times, man. Good times, great oldies. Joining us now, our second guest of this two-hour special, BYU offensive lineman Tooney Knuch. It starts in the tr- we've got defensive, and then we go in the trenches offensively. That's where we need to build this offense, right? The Tuna? trenches. And the pretty faces. Yes. <laughs> They're usually in the trenches, I think. Yes. Sometimes you, quarterback. Are sometimes. You, are you offended by the big uglies notion with linemen? Can no, they be the big okay. beauties? Can you be, give me the big beauties, right? Yeah. <laughs> no one would be scared of us. That's true. That's true. There's an intimidation element. If you say or the big uglies. On the inside. Yes. Beautiful blocking. It's from yeah. get the big uglies with the beautiful hearts. <laughs> this, this season, you've gone with like war paint yeah. quite often. Yeah, trying to get I've, that mentality. I like you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, and it feels good on my face. Does it really? Yeah. Well, kind it's of. a moisturizer. or something? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. It makes my eyes like the bags. Helps, yeah, so. <laughs> Skin rejuvenating cream. <laughs> What's funny is you look. Yeah, you look like you're going to battle there, and then you help the guy up. So you're nice too. Sometimes. Yeah. So not always. If they're nice. If they're nice. I'm like, oh, hey. Against Utah, did you help anyone out? Yeah. No. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> they're cool. I have some friends on there. So. Yeah. What's been the best part of this San Diego trip for you thus far? I, and it's only been, you know, not even 24 hours. But what, what's been your favorite part so far? Um, I mean, can't beat the weather. On our way to the airplane, it was like hailing and raining, a little bit of snow. So. 
You get here and it's a, yeah. 60 degrees. Well, what's funny is in in like in contrast, I got here and I was watching local news last night and it rained here and it was like storm of the century in San Diego and all of us are like, yeah, this is the greatest really? weather ever. Yeah, all the lo- you can tell who's local because they've got like a sweatshirt on. Oh yeah. And then all the Utahns are like, ah yeah, sun's out, guns out, let's go. <laughs> sun's out, guns out. That's why you guys got your guns out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. No right? jackets, right? Jeremy, do you want my do you want like, my no, sweater by the like, way? No, no, I'm good. More like noisy crickets uh, from a bike. Yeah. Uh, th- this bowl game is important in a lot of ways. First year for Clint. Take three game losing streak in the bowl game. What's been the uh, mentality as you guys go into this game? Um, we watch film on uh, Wyoming, but a lot of it is about us. And um, like today in practice, Kalani talked about remember what got us to the bowl game, which is fundamental. So um, it's about continuing to work on those little things that makes us better. So also mentality, got to be tough, right? No jackets. You yeah, no jackets. Yeah. You're right, right, yeah. Tooney. Yeah, those are tough, bro. <laughs> that is correct, man. I, we, we need to get one of those O-line shirts. Because yeah. it would just be funny if we wore one. No, you guys would fill For them obvious out. reasons, Perfect. right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we both fit into one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're feeling awfully ambitious today, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. aren't we? <laughs> Tooney Knuch of the BYU Offensive Line with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the Embarcadero Park North Marina in the city of San Diego. You've been around the team coming off of a bowl loss. What does it do for uh, a team when you win the game instead of having to deal with that uh, last loss and sitting on that for eight months? Um, I think it kind of brings closure to a season, right? Because if you win the game, the bowl game, it's almost like you've been working each game up to the bowl game. So, uh, yeah, it's heartbreaking when you lose. you got to say bye to the seniors and uh, last year the coaches. So I think uh, we really want this win. I think it's super important. We've kind of been off of football for a little bit, so kind of hungry. So There's a lot of history with BYU football and bowl games in San Diego. Has that been in the conversation at all since you do have several guys who, play, like Ty Detmer, played a bunch of bowl games here uh, in San Diego? Uh, we always talk about the bowl, the last bowl game in San Diego where Kyle Vannoy, you know, tore it up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we love it here, the stadium, the weather. I serve my mission here, so I love this oh, place. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm happy to be here. Wait, did you ever serve downtown? Or anything yeah, like I served downtown for maybe four or six months. So Is this a little strange? This is my home. I live here. Is it a little strange for you to come back? Now playing football a little bit. I um, I ended my mission right before the last San Diego Bowl game, and I came and watched. That was kind of weird. So. Were you at the game? Yeah, I was. Wow. They gave me tickets. They were nice. But uh, now, yeah, I get to play in it. Playing Qualcomm, we always drive by it, so it's gonna be great. What was serving your mission like in San Diego? Amazing. It was warm all the time. People are nice. San Diego's my home. <laughs> I'm one of the locals. <laughs> You don't have the sweatshirt on. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the only thing. It's that's a little, different. Yeah, I was You've become reacclimated to the weather in Utah, yeah. so you can appreciate the uh, relative warmth down here. For sure, for sure. You mentioned that it's about you guys and not so much about Wyoming, but there are some things that you have to be mentally prepared for after you watch film and, and what they do defensively. How are they going to try and confuse you guys up front and slow down the run game? Yeah, so uh, they run a lot of twists. They're pretty athletic. They're fast guys, so um, you'll see them getting after it, running. They bring down their safeties a lot. They're very talented, so they're going to try to stuff that box. But um, like I said, we're just going to go out and do what we do, put a body on a body, put bodies on the floor, hopefully. 
hopefully. What's and the pancakes? Then, you know, yeah, pancakes. Eat a little bit. We're good. And eat pancakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tanner Mangum's going to be the quarterback, so naturally the fan base is like, oh, uh, we're going to throw it 40 times in the game. That's not necessarily the case, though, right? It's still a rush for his offense, and hey, Jamal Williams is still there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jamal's a senior. Tanner's bringing it back. And Tanner's going to do amazing amazing things in the game, for sure. But, yeah, we're run first, so which I like. I love to run the ball. So. What have you seen from Tanner in uh, bowl game preparation practices that makes you feel like he's going to do amazing things? Just dimes. Just dropping dimes. Just amazing like Kevin passes. Love in the State Farm commercial? Better. Just better. <laughs> he's just, man, incredible. Like game day, every day, just watching him pass that ball. It's crazy. Defen- defensively, Wyoming, um, they don't rank super high in a lot of the major categories, yet they've uh, done a pretty nice job against some good teams like San Diego State, Boise State, yet they've lost to New Mexico and UNLV. So what do you think of the Cowboys in their season? Uh, I mean, they did good, right? They're 8-3, and three, I believe. 8-4? 8-4. 8-5. 8-5. 8-5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, still. 8, eight wins, was right? Yeah. Still eight wins. Yeah, let's focus on the positive. <laughs> it's their best season in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they're good. good. I mean, their D-line looks good from what I'm seeing in film, and um yeah, I think they're a good team. I, I don't like to overlook anybody, so we're just going to try to prepare for this game how we do every game and come out and hopefully punch them in the mouth like every other team. Do, Why, they, yeah. do they compare to anyone that you played this year already? Um, they move around a lot, kind of like Boise. Boise moves around a lot, um, but they're pretty unique because they bring their safeties a lot, which uh, I haven't seen too many teams do, like how they do it. They're pretty intense. So. In what way? What do you mean? Uh, they, f- their safeties come down, to I mean they come down so fast even before their linebackers. So, just to stop that run, they want to mm. stop the run so bad. So, and but they're good at it. So the challenge has been issued. Like they they know it's no secret that BYU was going to try and establish Jamal Williams because he's an absolute beast. Yeah. What is it? What does it come down to? Finding success in the run game against a team that knows. They need to stack the box because that's what BYU wants to do. Where, how do you still find success when they're planning to just stop that and load up the middle? Got to do your responsibility. Like I said, it's all about uh, us doing our job. Um, every guy has to get his guy. But also, I mean, Ty is a genius, so he's trying to scheme. If they're filled one side, go to the other side. I don't know what he does. You know, smart guy. So yeah. I just go out there and hit people. So, <laughs> you know. Jamal Williams said that he calls Ty Detmer Big Belly. <laughs> Does anyone else dare call the Heisman Trophy winner Big Belly? I, I'm, <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't even dare go there. I'll just impersonate him. I, I, would, I, I mean, that's not too hard to believe. It's all jokes. It's all love. Uh, yeah. And it's a big family. And Ty jokes around so much. So he ma- made one of the freshmen uh, stop talking on the plane. <laughs> so he's a funny guy. So you know, I can definitely see Jamal. Have you heard Jerem's impersonation of Ty? No. Let's, let's hear it. Give him some uh, offensive line instruction. Listen, Tony, we need you to go out there and just block the heck out of the ball. Uh, this one time I got this one stare and I just wrestled him down. I want you to do that against the Cowboys, okay? Um, that's super good. That's he sounds good, just right? like him, actually. He's got, like, the, the right amount of throat uh, involved in that impersonation. Yeah. yeah. When you win a Heisman, you win a Heisman. Usually he gives, like, a little chuckle after, though. Like a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to add the chuckle. Okay, you know? okay, good. Tony, great to have chuckle. you on, man. Yeah, Jerem's taking notes. <laughs> we help each other get better. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, it's like later. film right now. We're having yeah, film yeah, session. exactly. Great to have you back in your home, yeah, San Diego. Home. Thank you for having me. We appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll uh, be looking forward to the game on Wednesday. For sure. Tony Canucci of the offensive line.
We're two guests down, and things are only going to get more interesting because our next guest is everyone's favorite Kiwi punter, Johnny Linehan. Once and for it's all, we'll get, we'll get the explanation on what really happened on 4th and 19th. Yeah, that's what he wants to talk about, too. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, look, maybe we shouldn't go there, right? I don't know. <laughs> you just tease I it. I don't know. It's the bowl game, right? Yeah. So maybe we should cut him it's, some We're slides. on the Embarcadero. Let's just party, you know? <laughs> what are your favorite BYU Sports memories in San Diego? Keep sending in your tweets. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. Lonesome. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, live from the studio Embarcadero. Remember, yeah. this is just the beginning of our Poinsettia Bowl coverage in the beautiful city of San Diego. We have already talked to Tuni Canute, Shandy Lysa Tuiaki, Johnny Linehan will join us in just moments. Everybody's favorite Kiwi punter. It's a huge show today. Absolutely. Plus, we'll be live from the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego, which is behind us. It's awesome. Coming up Monday and Tuesday morning at our regular time of noon Eastern, as well as Qualcomm Stadium for two game day episodes of BYU Sports Nation live at noon and 6 Eastern time, not to mention countdown to kickoff at 8 Eastern. So we will have you covered between now and the bowl game right here on BYU TV. Now countdown to kickoff will be live from Qualcomm Stadium, the current home of the San Diego Chargers. Not sure how much longer that's going to be. Yeah. It's a busy couple of days for us, but... Again, we're in San Diego, thrilled to be here with BYU football. And, and we're at the Fan Fest. There's b- yeah. Behind us, there's hundreds of fans hanging out here with players, coaches, Cosmo, cheerleaders. It's awesome. This place is beautiful, unlike our going for two picks, yeah, which they, are coming they, up. They've not yet. Yeah, coming up, our going for two picks, basketball edition, BYU-Illinois tonight. We will reveal those, but first, speaking of number fun, our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU hasn't converted a single 4th and 19 this season. <laughs> <laughs> They're 0 for 1. I, I, oh. I, I'm dead serious when I say this. I hope that BYU is in a 4th and 19 situation in the bowl game. Just so we see what might could possibly work. They're up happen. 42 to 7. Yeah. yeah. Fourth and nineteen, and everyone's like, uh, "We're gonna do something here." Yeah, that'd be awesome. I offer an apology as we begin our next interview to our guest, Johnny Linehan, for oh. that stat of oh, the day. It's Johnny, hey, what's up, man? What's happening? Okay, so you and Kalani have been fantastic about this whole fourth and nineteen situation. He, he joked with recruiting that he needed to find someone that needed to convert fourth fourth and nineteen. You said on Twitter, "Say it to my face." Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah he doesn't have the guts. Yeah. <laughs> So bravo for that, man. I, it's uh, you know it, it was a it's a weird play because it didn't go very well, but it didn't come back to hurt BYU. Um, and then you kind of face like this onslaught of questioning. But both of you uh, have been great with self-deprecating humor and whatnot. How how has that whole scenario played out for you now over I think like the last two months? Yeah. Well, well first of all, like the day afterwards, I was pretty embarrassed just because it was everywhere, you know. But um, then I thought about it and I was like, man, I could either just like think the role stinks or just embrace the role and be that guy and um it was pretty funny because the michigan punter from last year who dropped the snap and, mm-hmm. and essentially kind of turned the ball over for michigan state to win the game he messaged me on twitter afterwards and, and was like oh i saw you on uh sports center and i was like <laughs> we made it bro <laughs> <laughs> blake riley or uh, blake o'neill yeah. Oh, so, okay, yeah so yeah we both both made it on the espn top 10s but it was the one you don't want to be yeah on, exactly <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, the fa- I agree with you, Spence. The fact that you're so good-natured about it has made it something that you could laugh about, right, and, and enjoy. Uh, so yesterday was eventful. I saw you took a picture in the cockpit of one of the planes. Uh, what was it like getting down here in a delayed fashion? Well, I'm a man of many talents. So when we they know, said, Did you yeah. fly the plane down, Johnny? Well, they needed it to be fixed first, and then I said, you useless fellas ruined the plane. I'm going to fly the jolly thing down. So, yeah. The- <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it was it was it was a crazy day. So we show up, and and I mean the weather's not bad, but it was like haily, rainy, in the middle of snow. But it wasn't too bad. It's just I think our plane had a problem with its GPS system. Not really an issue. And so right? yeah, they they were going to try fly blind, but because it was so dark, because of the weather being subpar. I think Good they, grief! Yeah, they all they they told us to go home, and then we came back a few hours later. Here, they comes, load- <laughs> here comes trouble, by the way. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal Williams and Squally Canada are up here. Listen, you photobombed <laughs> enough things that uh, these two these two need to get up here and I do something. I was thinking about it doing it when I was coming over. Yeah. <laughs> What are you listening to, by the way? Hey. <laughs> Tried to grab Jamal Jamal's Williams. not going to let you listen to what's on in his headphones. Mormon Tabernacle Choir up, man? Christmas album, I think. Jamal, right? yeah. He actually yeah. listens to my country song on repeat. So yeah, <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. All right. He listens All right. to your they're country out. song yeah. on repeat. Yeah, it gets him pumped for the games. Yeah. <laughs> he can sing it, too, but he's a bit too shy. Hunting and kicking and loving every day. That's there right. you go. Johnny Linehan. And, the, and they're out. That's all they needed. They just want to come over here. And they're out. Hey, Wyoming can get a heavy dose of 21 and 22, yeah, right? exactly. And 31. And 31. <laughs> Are you going to make positive rushing yards this game? Hey, I'm, I'm, if, even if I get told to run, I'm probably going to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you kick it? I, uh, no, yeah, not again. I can't go through that again. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in all again. seriousness, the special teams in large part have been really solid this season, and Ed Lamb is the first to compliment all the guys and the hard work that's been put in, and especially you, you know. As much attention gets paid to you as a fun-loving guy and, and joking around and having fun, like he says, you spend a ton of time working on your craft. So, how would you rate the overall performance of the special teams, including yourself, this season? I think just just really confident, and, and I think uh, confident consistency really kind of sums it up. And we've had a few hiccups. I mean, I've had a couple of kicks I wish I could have back, and, and a run that I wish I could have had back. But uh, for the most part, we put in a lot of work over the off season to try and slow the game down so that we weren't rushed. And it's just kind of played huge dividends for us, and I think that's why we've been super consistent. And it's been great not being the storyline because that's the thing about being a specialist. You don't get attention unless you do something wrong, and then you hear about it for years and live in BYU infamy. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's been really nice to kind of stay out of the news for the most part because we're doing our job so well. On offense, uh, you'd be like, okay, what is the Wyoming defense doing and whatnot? So as the punter, do you ever – look ahead and say, okay, they blocked a few kicks or not, or how they run them back well or anything? I I mean, you do a little bit. Um, for me, I, I'd probably do more than most. We get all their film on the iPads that we get given, and uh, so I'll get my little phone with a little stopwatch app out specifically for punting, so it tells me how fast they get the hand to the foot and how much hang time. Mm. And so I kind of judge them and go, <laughs> this guy stinks, or this guy's not bad, or that wasn't a bad effort. And they probably do the same to me, but Honestly, I just probably look at their returner just to see how dynamic he is and then without most of our rugby-style kicks that we do just to see kind of if I can get the ball on the ground or if I need to give it a bit more height to let our coverage team get down there. But I try not to worry it, worry about it too much like other position groups need to because at the end of the day, it's just me and the ball and me doing my job. They're not going to get any return anyway. So 
hopefully hopefully that works out. I kind of compare <clears throat> the uh, the kickers and the punters to the guys on the PGA Tour that have to, to hit that one shot. All eyes are on you, like everything's focused. And they all say at some point they stop thinking about the crowd and the fans and are just able to focus on hitting the golf ball or hitting the shot. At what point did it become just about you kicking the football where you want to and not really worrying about the crowd? Um, probably when they stopped chanting my name. <laughs> no, I've never never heard that. Johnny, the, only time, yeah, Johnny. the only time I heard that was during Wagner last year when I didn't play. <laughs> well, like, Put Johnny in. I was like, yeah, get it louder. No, uh, I don't know. I think still for the most part, I feel I feel confident doing my job, but it's still probably to the point where it's still not second nature to me. So I still have to really do a lot of mental work before I go out and prepare doing a couple dry swings and into the kicking net. And then it's just about me remembering what I need to do. So I tell myself a few things before each kick that really helps me kind of stay smooth and, and get the ball off nice and fast. How has this year been different than last year for you since that was your first year playing American football, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's been it's been hugely different. I mean, they've both been a ton of fun. I, I, I've enjoyed both of them so much, and that's why I've decided to come back for another one. Um but it's just been different in the sense that I had an off-season and a spring ball to work to work over a few things, and uh, it just kind of made the game slow down a lot. Helped me get my drop more consistent and helped me really vis- visualize the game more. And just having that speed slow down has been has been huge. How many different types of punts do you have in your arsenal? Because you've got the rugby kick, you've got the straight back. I've seen you kick when you're. Trying to pin it down there from like the 40-yard line, you don't have to kick it very far. You do that little backspin kick that just dies right at the goal line. Like, how many different punts do you have in your arsenal? I have between four and 19. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, well, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, you can do like the traditional spiral and direct directional kicks like that, um, but then you do the rugby rollout. You can line drive it a bit more. Try to get it on the on the ground, kick it right, left. Do the pooches. We might just do a pooch to the right or shuffle a bit left. So I don't know, probably like five or six, but uh, but a lot of it is based off the scheme that they give us. So most of the time, I don't even know what kick I'm doing until I get out there, Interesting. and then and then it's just a call. So, hmm. but it's it's fun. I feel confident in all of them, so it's it's cool. At Michigan State, uh, Spencer came back and he said you had some fun interactions with the crowd. Yes. Will you remind some people what those weight, were? Weightlifting the bags of footballs. <laughs> yeah. So the student section was talking to you a lot or something? Oh, yeah. Well, well most before we go to most games, especially away games, I try and go and talk to the student section just so that they're not giving me a hard time so that they kind of like us. And, uh, yeah, I had some fun interactions with them, and, and they, they all follow me on Twitter now, which is my main goal, right? <laughs> just, as, long as, as long as they hit the follow button. And they friended us on Facebook, and they still talk to Foley and I and stuff, and they, they don't like Red Almond or Corey Edwards, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun um, just, just kind of getting out there, just, just making it more lighthearted. I think that's one thing I've done a bit different this season that's been huge for me is just, just kind of having more fun. And just not getting as pumped up. Like, if the defense make a play, I'm trying not to, like, run around like I did last year. I'm trying to just stay more mellow because that's more my position. So as much as I embrace being out there crazy guy, when it's during the game, I try and stay smooth for the most part. Do you know how many Twitter followers you have? Hmm. 7,189. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that is the exact number. <laughs> 
Hey, Did I'll, you t- I'll tell you, 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 you unfollow me. I'm going to know about this. <laughs> unfollow. <laughs> just, just, don't unfollow him. <laughs> I did just to see if you like an alert or something. Did your phone just buzz? I'll Jerry you. Jordan unfollowed you. I'll follow you back. You're on the, he's blacklisted now. Seriously, That's like when people are like, if you're my 5,000 follower, I'm like, unfollow. I'll just wait until. No, I just I just look at Twitter too much. That's why I know. Yeah, and and Jake already just put out a tweet before, so I was just on there and. I always have a geese because I'm verified now, right? Are you guys? How'd you get? Yeah, yeah. how did you get verified? Yeah. You know, how did that happen? We're not verified. You know, Do you have to go either, for it on fourth and nineteen to yeah, get verified? That's pretty much it. You either make a phenomenal play or make a terrible decision. <laughs> We've made a lot of terrible then, yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, then then you get verified. But no, that that secret's between. Uh, yeah, me and the Dark Knight. So, oh, wow. <laughs> off air, let's chat. Yeah, it might have cost me some coin, but no, just, <laughs> Johnny Lynn with working. this. Yeah. The BYU punter be preparing for BYU and Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl Thursday. We did the Jerem Jordan special on BYUs and the Star Wars combined with BYU sports. We called it Rogue Two. Okay. Oh, good. Without fail, somebody with as big of a personality as you is going to get compared to some Star Wars character. We picked C-3PO, but then it was validated by like a number of people, like Johnny is C-3PO. How did you feel about that comparison? To be honest, I don't really know much about Star Wars. So I, we're going to go watch the Rogue One show. I'm going to have oh, no you? clue what's going on. Yeah, that's Thanks the, for the invite. That's the movie we're watching. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the punters and the kickers. Yeah. <laughs> a select group. Yeah, it's a select group. All the other guys watched it when it came out. We got the, <laughs> we the, got leftovers. the, the discount tickets. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I think we're going to go watch that as a team before. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny, um, but I, I don't know enough about it to be able to make a, make a huge comparison. But I'll, I'll take whatever people say. He's yeah. got an accent. You know, he's shiny and gold, right? So those things are good, right? That's what I like. Human yes. <laughs> cyborg relations, you know? Johnny, great to talk to you, man. Thanks for hanging out, man. No, no worries. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the time. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. Twitter, we're not. A man who should also be verified on Twitter, the athletic director Tom Homo will join the BYU Sports Nation San Diego special. Stay with us from Studio Embarcadero. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from the BYU Fan Fest in San Diego, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yes, we are live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, December 17th, we are beginning hour number two of our two-hour special live in San Diego. Team Hotel in the background, boats on the marina, life is good. This is better than Studio B. And even Studio C. Huh? <laughs> Those guys are verified. Yeah, what, what do we have to do to get verified on the Twitter machine? I had a five-second cameo in a Studio C skit. You'd think that'd get me verified. Apparently not. Yeah, we'll work on that. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The football team has arrived after a delayed trip down last night. Who needs GPS in an airplane, right? Doesn't matter, typically. Just they got here safely, and we're happy about that. Fan Fest has been very fun so far for the first hour. More and more BYU fans showing up, enjoying different activities, cheerleaders, Cosmo, different football players, a lot of autographs. This is a good time. Awesome. Men's Hoops playing tonight, 9.30 Eastern time against Illinois in Chicago in the United Center. 
Uh, you can watch it on the Big Ten Network. Listen on BYU Radio. BYU women's basketball beat up on Utah State today in the Spectrum in Logan, 60-40. to Nice 20-point win for Jeff Judkins' squad after that loss to Utah. And Jimmer Fredette scored 46 points, had 16 boards. Uh, in China, and Tyler Haas in Poland had 26 points in the game. So those guys got buckets and jo- got paid. Joining us now is the athletic director of BYU, Tom Holmo. Tom, uh, it's it's awesome to be back in a place where you had a pick six in 1981 against Washington State. Hard to remember. That was a long time ago. But <laughs> every time I come to San Diego for business or pleasure, I can't help but think about the early days of the Holiday Bowl. And we were driving up uh, five today and saw the old Hilton Mission Bay. And I thought that was the biggest hotel ever in the world. Now it's this little thing compared to Manchester <laughs> High Grand. Wow. But, you know, BYU coming down here in the olden days, it was, it was a dream come true for a little kid thinking he could play college football. And now, all these years later, we're back. There's a lot that goes into negotiating a bowl game, right, especially as an independent. But was this one of the easier ones to try and get into? Well, the way it works with us as an independent, we work with ESPN. And, and when we became, uh, when we had a contract with them, one of the things that they do is they agree that they'll get us into or contractually obligated to get us into a bowl game if we're bowl eligible. For, like, for example, next year, everybody keeps asking me this week, where are we going next year? Well, it hasn't, it hasn't been decided. Sometimes they do, and some of them we know years in advance, but if we're bowl eligible next year, they got to get us in. I'm hoping New Year's six. But let's not worry about that. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's focus play, on the task at hand right now. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. play Wyoming on exactly. Wednesday. BYU has lost three bowl games in a row, but the last time they left the postseason victorious was in here, in San Diego, in the Kyle Van Noy game against San Diego State. What is it about this city and BYU football that special things happen? You know, I think it goes way back, uh, probably to the days of the WAC. I remember playing in a game here where Mark Wilson, we were playing San Diego State on ABC National TV. I think it was the first time BYU was on national TV, and Mark Wilson threw six touchdown passes in the first half. Oh, It was, it was, incra- it was crazy, and we jumped on them, and that was, I think, uh, I think that was the second year after the, the first Holiday Bowl. And from there, just all the Cougar Nation that lives in Southern California and that comes down for the bowl games, it just became a great relationship between San Diego and the Holiday Bowl and Poinsettia Bowl and BYU, and I just don't see that changing. Our Twitter question is this. What's your favorite BYU sports memory from San Diego? What do you have? Uh, 1980 was probably the, the great year, the Miracle Bowl, and uh, – I don't think I'll ever forget that. that. There's just so many stories. I've, I've told a, a lot of uh, stories, a lot of firesides, and that game and all the things leading up to it and the conclusion and everything, it's just so special and iconic for BYU football that I don't think anybody, anything could really chase that down. Where were you when the Hail Mary was thrown? On the sideline. In, what, what in a was your angle? Position. Like? Yeah. Uh, you know, I... I <laughs> Probably about the 40-yard line, looking down, <laughs> looking across, then looking down. But I, I really, the thing, I've talked about this so many times, but there's a whole story. Books have been written about it and such. But when, with McMahon at the helm, you never, ever gave up. And some of the things that he did and said at the end of that game, you kind of wanted the ball in his hands at that time. And so when it all happened in hindsight, you're thinking, it was poetic justice for a kid like that to finish it off like that. Incredible. 
We just got done talking to Johnny Linehan about him being compared to C-3PO in our Star Wars special. Jim McMahon was Han Solo. Do you feel like that was the right pick? You know, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but if, is Han Solo heroic? It's Oh, yeah, it's Harrison Ford. That's, he's the coolest he, I'd dude. I'd give that to well. Jimmy Mack. Sure. He shoots from the hip, man. Yeah, I'd give that to Jimmy Mack. <laughs> what is this... Uh, like uh, been compared to maybe the other San Diego games because it is first year of Colonial Stock and it is kind of a different era, 2016. I think that's a good question. Um, all the, the early years were Lavelle's teams and and it was one after another after another. It was consecutive games. And it was ironic to me how many people said, oh, we got to go to the Holly Bowl again. And it, people were complaining that we were going too, too often. And that happened with Vegas a little bit, it too. It happened right? with Vegas yeah. a little bit. But there were some games I'm not going to mention because I know the executive directors that we played in where we're there thinking, man, San Diego would be really nice right about now. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I think that the transition years are really exciting and important. And so I think that with Kalani and his staff, the individual players on this team, it's their team, and this is their contribution to BYU football. They have a great opportunity to build on the tradition of BYU football this week, and they know, they know the importance of it, and uh, it's going to be a great game. All of the games have been great. When you come down here, I think that's one of the things that makes the story so great, the storyline, is that no matter who's favored in the games, it always turns out to come down to the last you know, last minute of the game or last series of the game or something like that. And it might not be any different this week. What does a bowl win do for a program? It's unreal. It, it, I, I think a lot of people underestimate it. Some people are saying, well, if you're not in a New York Six, a, a New Year's Six game, it doesn't mean anything. But you're always looking forward to the future. And this team wants to finish off. You've got a bunch of seniors that they're not really too concerned about the future. They're concerned about their last shot at playing in a Cougar football uniform. But for the program, which is my main concern, it's important for these seniors, but it's also important for the future. And a win in a bowl game is a springboard to the next year. You go into spring ball with more confidence. You have momentum, and that turns into your first game in next year in the fall. So a lot of good things can come out of a successful bowl trip. What are your thoughts on the 2016 season? Because it has been pretty crazy. Four losses by a combined eight points and a very ambitious schedule. You know, I, I love this season. I really do. I'm not saying it was the greatest season in Cougar history, but I think considering some of the circumstances, a transitional year with coaches, um, the, the schedule that we had, the travel that we had, some of the injuries that we had, um, it, it was great. I, I love the fact that some of our players overcame some incredible difficulties that it's not the storyline but if you're on the team you know some of these guys just had great great years and we were really close and for a lot of people really close isn't close enough but for me it's like it was a it was a great stride for this program and it bodes great bodes very well for the future BYU and Wyoming on Wednesday to close out the 2016 season then uh, recently announced the opener against Portland State, which gives BYU time to work out a few kinks before that showdown in Houston against LSU. What went into lining up that game with Portland State? Well, we needed a we needed an extra game, and there is a rule in the NCAA that if you play on the road against Hawaii that you get an extra game. So that's the 13th, and we were looking at ways in which to slot that. And since it was going to, it looked like it was going to be 13 games in a row yeah. without a bye, Ooh. and then we realize, oh, that's right. In, as part of that game, if you play on the road there, you can have an, as they call it, uh, like, well, the, 
the week zero is what they call it. And so I went to Kalani and, and to the coordinators and said, what do you think about this? I wasn't sure because you got to come in early. And, and they said, oh, yeah, let's do it. It'll be great. It gives us an opportunity to uh, you know, play a home game, a first game, before we really go to what, for all intents and purposes, a huge game in Houston against LSU. Semi away is what we can yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's, call it. Yeah, it's, mostly I keep away. trying to tell Kalani and everybody it's a neutral game. And they say, yeah, it's 100 <laughs> miles from Baton Rouge. I don't know if it's 100, it's really close. But when we play these big neutral games, there's always an anchor team, and LSU's the anchor team. And we actually have one of those coming up where we're the anchor team, and that would be in Vegas yeah. against Arizona. So that's kind of the counter uh, to uh, when we played in uh, Phoenix against Tucson, uh, University of Arizona this year. And you're on the uh, men's basketball uh, you know, selection committee. Uh, how busy are you right now watching all these games? And BYU's got a big one tonight against Illinois. Yeah, I've watched all the games, uh, all the BYU games for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I have. I watch my fair share of games. The good thing about being on the committee is you can watch. You they give you the access to videotape games of any game you want to watch. So you can. You don't have to watch them live. So you can spend time late at night. My wife's going. What are you doing? Watching basketball, and that's kind of a funny thing in during football season. But we'll get serious about that. Uh, real serious as soon as this game is over against uh, <laughs> Wyoming. Tom, always a pleasure to talk to you, man. We appreciate uh, you joining us as part of our Studio Embarcadero special here in San Diego. Well, I, I think uh, of the three places we could be, we could be in Provo tonight just at our home, and it's 14 degrees. You could be in Chicago with the basketball team. It's zero degrees. Or you can be in San Diego. So Beautiful. Cougar fans in Utah are colder climbs. It's not too late to drive down and be here for another epic game in BYU football history. Tickets available at BYUtickets.com. Yeah, you can't say no to Tom Holmo. Say yes, say yes to the Cougars. <laughs> Tom, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. All right, we're going to give away a couple of tickets as uh, Tom transitions off uh, the set here, and we bring I'll out Parker Daw, the BYU thank offensive you. lineman. Here's how you win two tickets to the Poinsettia Bowl between BYU and Wyoming. It's very simple. During the next break, tell us... Who it, or what was the score of the last game between BYU and Wyoming? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I actually know this because I was looking at the statistics the other day. Yeah. Okay. So tell us mm. the score between the BYU and Wyoming series the last time that these teams played. First person in, uh, I believe, during is it during right now or during the next break? We'll figure it out. We're Yeah. We're going to go to break now while we get uh, BYU offense lineman Parker Da up on the set. Good stuff coming on the way. BYU Sports Nation giving away tickets. Your favorite memories from San Diego. Just talk to Tom Homo, the athletic director. And Spencer will dive in the water. It's nope. coming up next nope, not, on BYU Sports not, Nation. Not doing that. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. And our conversation, jumping right now via the Twitter machine. Verify us, please. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> okay, we have some details on what's happening with our ticket giveaway. This is in person, correct? So, so, so you here at the Fan Fest, we have tickets to give away right, right now. All you have to do is approach us during the next break 
First person up here and tell us what the score was between BYU and Wyoming the last time that the Cougars and Cowboys played. So it's a pair of tickets? Is that what it is? A pair of tickets. A pair of tickets. Okay. So if you know the score from the last BYU-Wyoming game and you come up to us right now and tell us, we'll give you a pair of tickets. Uh, I don't physically have them, but we'll give them to you. This guy's got it. Come on up. What's your name? Okay, we have a winner. We have a winner. What's your name? George Lockford. He said the score. It's correct. 25-20. It was a close game. Yeah, it was a, David, Unlo- David Almodova will give those to you. Unlike David several is. of the other BYU-Wyoming games in recent history, this one was yeah. actually close. Hang out over here. We'll hook you up. Yeah. All so, right. Congratulations. congratulations. Well yeah. done. How about that? He has the internet. Very nice. <laughs> he has the answer net or the internet? And the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. 25-20. BYU wins. We've got Parker Daw, BYU offensive lineman, uh, making his way He's over busy, to the set right now. Busy Twinkie. This is the second BYU offensive lineman that we will have had on the show today, Tony oh, Knuch. We, hey, the linemen, are, they don't get a ton of love. They get a lot of love on this program. We love the linemen. What's up? Come on up. How's it going? Parker repping the Y with his uh, gray BYU hat, blue brim. Solid. Yeah, looking good. He'll get his headset on. We'll get going here from San Diego. And Parker, like, Tooney, Tooney was really good, but we're, we're not worried about you being able to bring it as well. I mean, you dropped one of my favorite lines all year when we said, what do you, what do you hope to do against Wyoming? You said, well, I hope to beat them, steal one of their horses, and ride off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a senior, right? It's true. It's true, you know, and uh, you see the sun right over there. Uh... Oh, it's yeah, looking you, like a good place to do it. Yeah, you see it. Let's just swim over to Coronado. You want right. to do that after this? Yeah, let's do it. I brought my uh, my swim trunks, and I'm ready to go. Let's do it, man. You you told us last week on BYU Sports Nation that you were especially excited about this because your kid has never flown on a plane. You oh, called yeah. him Boss. So how was the plane ride for, for your uh, son, is it? Yeah, my son. Yeah, Boston. So he, uh, yeah, so we named him Boston because I served my mission there. And, uh, yeah, so we just call him Boss for short. But, Which is awesome. Yeah, he loves it. And, uh, no, he had a great time. We, we bought him one of those little uh, those little uh, plastic airplanes. And, it, I mean, we got, we got to the airport yesterday, and we had some uh, delays because of just the weather and stuff. But he took me outside in the cold and, Dad, Dad, look at the planes. And we looked at the planes for six hours and uh <laughs> man and uh we finally got on the plane he was just so stoked and he had such a good time and you know all day today we've seen planes fly past and he's just had such a good time and he's just hanging out over there he's probably wondering what do you, what's my dad doing why why is my dad over there? and my daughter's now just like hitting one of the flags uh uncontrollably let's, <laughs> let's get her under control <laughs> now byu has such a unique setup when you look at the fan base Wherever you go, and people always say, well, they travel well. There are those that travel with the team, but the majority is there are just BYU fans everywhere that show up when it is semi-local to where they live. What, what is that like for you when you go to Cincinnati and you go to Michigan State and you're in East Lansing and you, and you come out of San Diego and you see the consistent BYU turnout? Um, it's really cool. Um, you know, all year... And ever since I've been part of the program, uh, I've just been able to go to to these big games that we were supposed to play against these big teams, and it's just crazy that you know when the offense or the defense is in, that you can hear BYU fans cheering louder than the other team's fan base, and uh, you know that's that feels like that happens almost every game. Um, 
even in the big games this year, like you said, like Michigan State, you know, being able to go over there and, you know, the whole game, just our fans just going crazy. And it was just like we had the advantage. It was like home court and we're chilling in East Lansing and uh, just really cool experience. And, and I love it. And, you know, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss, you know, I'll be the one out. Eating a Twinkie, I guess, <laughs> out in the in the crowd. It might be a a, a fat free Twinkie, but is there okay. such a thing? I, I'm gonna have to make one because I gotta <laughs> lose some weight. But <laughs> so, speaking of what's the, what's the journey been like for you? Because you came as what a long snapper, a walk on, and then you end up being a starting guard. Man, my 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 story is just crazy. I uh, yeah, I walked on as a long snapper. Uh, January 2013, I was about 215 pounds and showed up. They had no idea who I was. I wasn't a preferred walk-on or anything. And uh, I showed up, and I just, you know, was planning to be a walk-on and, you know, snapping the ball to the punter and putting some weight on and then just saw an opportunity to play a line and, you know, went to my wife and said, hey, i got to put on 100 pounds. And she said, all right. And uh, 100 pounds later, I'm... I'm at where I'm at today, and it's just been a crazy ride. How long? Do, how long does it take to put on a hundred pounds? <laughs> uh, four years. <laughs> four years. Up until your senior year of college. What's What's the diet like to gain a hundred pounds? Uh, you know, obviously the Twinkies. I'm just kidding. From earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, we have a great nutritionist, uh, Dan Wilcox. And uh, when I first got to BYU and you know saw the opportunity to play a lion, I just uh, went up to Dan and asked him, hey, I need to put some weight on. And he put me on a meal plan. And every night I was cooking chicken, rice, broccoli, packing a cooler with, uh, there's this shake called, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like this massive drink shake. And it had like 3,000 calories and mixed with protein <laughs> and peanut butter. And I'm slamming those down. That's like, terrible. It, it was awful. You know, my wife was the one that pushed me to do it all. You know, you'd think the woman would be like, please, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Putting all this weight on, and she's just like, get in there, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I did that for three years and, you know, just pushed myself so that I could play the line. I mean, that was, that's the only role that I really could have played here on the team. Wasn't athletic enough to play tight end. Wasn't fast enough to play anything else. And, you know, O-line is something I could do, so. You're here. This is the final game that you will play in a BYU uniform. And Tom Homo just told us, look, everyone is worried about the future in 2017 and the 2018 schedules. And where's the bowl game going to be next year? But there are a bunch of seniors, including yourself, on this team that are thinking, I'm not worried about that. I, I want to beat Wyoming and get to nine wins. What does this final game mean to you? <clears throat> um, you know, it means everything. You know, being able to finish the season, I think, um, with nine wins, with the new coaching staff, with – you know, just all the, you know, diversity, it, it, all the, um, you know, the challenges that we've had to face together as a team would be huge for us. You know, especially, you know, coming off one and three at the beginning of the season, you know, lost three big games by, you know, a matter of, you know, eight points, you know, something like that. And so to be able to finish our season here in San Diego where we get to play Wyoming and, uh, you know, kind of have that stance that we are a very good football team and, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch, you know, my, my brothers and teammates who are going to, you know, progress past this, you know, year and to see how successful they're going to be. And so I think tomorrow is going to, or sorry, Wednesday is going to be a big statement um, of where we stand as a program. And, uh, you know, we've done great things, and I think that we're going to 
continue to do great things. You want to win every game, but in, in a year where you played a really really challenging schedule, and then some of those teams maybe weren't as good as you thought, whatever, you can't control that. Yeah. Well, how has this schedule prepared you for a game like this? Um, you know, like... The schedule, I mean, you look at teams like at the beginning of the season, we had West Virginia and we had Utah, obviously, and Boise State and Mississippi State and all these big, awesome, good teams. Um, you know, we have had a challenge every single week we played. I don't feel like we've played a team really this year where there, there hasn't been a challenge. We haven't played a bad team per se. Um, and so going into a game like this, playing a team like Wyoming um, – they're a good football team. And so, you know, we're going to prepare for them like we would any other week this uh, season. And uh, I think because of the season that we had and the teams that we played, we're going to be able to give them our best shot because of that. The last time Wyoming won nine games, 20 years ago, and fittingly, BYU played them in the WAC championship game at a neutral site in Las Vegas when the Cowboys were 10-2 and and BYU went 14-1 and in that magical season. Now here we are in 2016 renewing that old whack Mountain West rivalry game. But not a lot of BYU players have any real history against the University of Wyoming. It feels like this battle of the fan bases and then the teams are going to go out and play. How do you view the pseudo-rivalry with Wyoming? Um, I mean, I'm excited to play them. I mean, I, I didn't grow up really knowing BYU playing Wyoming. so In the Grove. In the Grove. In, yeah. the, in Grove Street. That's <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this last week. <laughs> In the Grove. It wasn't Grove. It Everyone wasn't Grove. Grove. Yeah, yeah, if you don't know Grove Street, then you got to go. Actually, be careful there. It's kind of dangerous. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's shady in the Grove. It's yeah. shady. Uh, no, but uh, I'm really excited to play him. Um, <clears throat> you know, I just, I'm, I'm excited. You know, just like what I said. You know, with the rivalry and stuff. I'm, I want to, I want to beat him good. It's my last game, and you know, as a team, we want to beat him good and. I want to take one of their horses, and I want to go off in the sunset. I mean, that's how I want to finish, and hopefully for the rivalry game, it'll become a thing. Maybe they'll want to play us more. And that's No, that's not going to happen. Oh, uh, well, I didn't know that, but, you know. <laughs> you remember when BYU well, then, left the Mountain West? They don't want to play. Yeah. And we don't want to play them either. All right. That's well, why it's fun. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to have fun. In you your, do. Parker, in your wildest <laughs> dreams, did you ever envision discussing things like Twinkies and riding off into the sunset on a cowboy with us on national television yeah. like this? It's, it's on TV. It's, it's San Diego. <laughs> in radio. I thought we were just talking. Wait, what? No, so I, these people could hear us. Yeah, is this thing working? Yeah, those, those, can, those cameras oh, wow. out there. Yeah. That's broadcasting to yeah. 58 million homes nationwide. I couldn't see. There's that the, many people watching. Too. I couldn't see because of the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, uh, you know, it, I, you know, honestly, I never thought in a million years I'd talk about my diet and, you know, my fantasies in front of millions of people. But yeah. the seagull almost came over here. By the way, <laughs> heard you talking about food. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's gonna come get us. But you know, like it's, uh, it's been so much fun, and you know, it's just been a dream to just be part of all this. It's been, you know, a lot of fun, and you know, hopefully, I can talk to people in the future and. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm Parker Daw, and, you know, they're going to go, they'll actually remember me. Yeah. You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you were part of the football team. Or they'll probably be like, who are you? You were the Twinkie guy. 
Oh, yeah, you're the Twinkie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100-pound guy. guy. How about you're the guy that started as a long snapper walk-on, not preferred, and ended up as a scholarship guard? Fantastic stuff. Yeah, that, would be, that would be cool if people actually remember me for that. But, you know, the Twinkie thing, is yeah, that's, that's cool okay, too. too. I what, think there's a 30-for-30 30 30 coming out, the Parker Doster. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought I heard about that. PYU Sports Station, 30-for-30. 30 30. <laughs> Catholics versus convicts, followed by par- the, the Parker Doster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know. You know, I'll be there, you know. You got it, Share man. the story. Great the stuff. We appreciate you, Parker. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Hey, that we'll was been it. fun. We'll see you in the Grove. Okay. In the Grove. Grove Street. Grove in it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the cyborg, Ed Lamb, the assistant head coach. He's going to bring us some more. Uh... BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Glad to have you with us live from San Diego. This is Studio Embarcadero, the home of Ron Burgundy, Anchorman. Oh, yeah. This has been the best week ever for Jerry Jordan. Champ Kine, Brian Fantana, Veronica Cornickstone, the whole news team. Think about this. Star Wars, BYU football, San Diego, return to Anchorman basketball territory. basketball tonight. This is, this is your best week ever. Amazing. And, and we mentioned this earlier. We have two more tickets to give away to the fans here at the Fan Fest, okay? So if you know the answer to this question and your name's not Micah Simon on the football team, you can come up here and, and give us the answer, and we will give you two tickets in, in a couple of minutes. And the question is this. Who was the MVP of the 2012 Poinsettia Bowl? If you want two tickets, come up here <laughs> Logan Tyler just me. gave us the answer, but he can't and win. Tell me. Reno Mai is also raising his hand. Reno, I think you're good. You got a sideline pass, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I think Reno will be on the field. Okay, come. First one to come up and tell us here at the desk wins. Oh, we a have sprint. a sprinter. She's sprinting up Who here. Kyle Van Noy. Congratulations. What's your name? Carol Madsen. Carol Madsen wins. Okay. Right we'll have you hang out here, and we'll get you those two tickets. David Almodova will get you those two tickets. Yeah, Reno Mahe's hanging out. Of course, there's cameras and Reno Mahe. Reno, he finds the camera, baby. Reno's got a sweet old school BYU Royal Blue That's looking windbreaker good. on. Reno always looks good. I'll give him that. That's not. It's next level stuff right there. That is Major Mr. League Baseball third base coach gear. <laughs> yeah. Right there. And Joining us now is the man who uh, just appropriately named that uh, that jacket as the uh, third yeah, base coach yeah, jacket. Perfect yeah. description. Yeah, Mike Littlewood <laughs> would love that. Ed Lamb, the assistant head coach, special teams coordinator for BYU football. Ed, welcome to San Diego and BYU Sports Nation. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Glad to be visiting with you boys. We kind of feel like uh, your guys in the secondary, no sleeves. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I was going to join you up here, and then I noticed that your your arm circumference wasn't uh, quite where it should be, and so I wanted <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass you guys. I borrowed a sweatshirt. It's very kind. That of was yeah. the most uh, rational way of saying you guys aren't strong. <laughs> arm circumference. But some people the make most, a deliberate choice. Yeah, the most unoffensive to, way. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I'm working be. on my core right now, not my arms. So you know, large arms take a lot of food. Caloric value, and you, know, you guys might just be saving food. Caloric yeah, value for the, for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's man, it really is a pleasure to have you, Ed. <laughs> no other coach in America will bring that to the table. The most underrated right sense of humor in all of BYU football, right here with uh, Ed Lamb. By the way, Elisa Tuiaki told us a good story about eating buffalo wings, and it. You said, look. They've got to be spicy if you're going to eat them and you're going to be a man. They can't just be like uh, yeah. the ones that taste good. Yeah. They've got to be spicy. I was going out to get wings, and we've got a, you know, our staff 
is full of males, adult males, and he asks for mild winks, sweet winks. And uh, there's no way that I'm going to bring back. There's no way that I'm going to be seen in public ordering mild or sweet wings, and absolutely no way I'm going to bring that back to a defensive staff room. I think we saw you in the parking lot that day. You remember that? Did, did you? You had yeah. wings yeah. in your hands. Little did yeah. we know that would be the story. Hot, from hot that. wings, yeah. Yeah. So I call him Spicy Tuiaki. He looked at me like, did you know that story? Yeah. Uh, BYU and San Diego, there's a lot of history there. Um, I don't believe you played in a bowl game in San Diego, but on that 96 team, you did play Wyoming That's, that's uh, correct, in 96. Yeah. So what is it like 20 years later to be a part of just the second other neutral game with the Cowboys? Yeah, you know, I mentioned to somebody the other day, that's I look sometimes at the at the scores. We played 15 games that year, my senior year, and so there were a lot of them, and there were several games where I can't remember whether it was home or away, and, and I don't remember much about the game. But uh, for some reason, that, that Wyoming game, probably in part because it was for the championship, but it just it had a certain flavor that's lasted, and I can remember the visual of the stadium and uh, what it was like and the fact that it was a, it was a sellout crowd and, and, and split fairly equally, if not favoring Wyoming. So they traveled really well. It was a big game for them, big game for us, and to win that championship was special. Ed Lamb with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars trying to end a three-game bowl losing streak. We just got Tom Homo's opinion and Elisa Tuiaki's opinion uh, about an hour ago on what a bowl game win means. In your mind, what does a bowl game win mean for the future of the program? Oh, for the future? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think pri- primarily it, uh, what it means for me is sending off the current seniors, right, in their final game together and their final opportunity to play with this with this staff and with this, with their teammates for this year, and so that that's that's my primary focus. But I do think that a, a season-ending victory, whether it be regular season or postseason, is always good momentum for the off season, and uh, particularly if if some guys can increase their role. You know, we have a longer break than we normally have, and it's an opportunity for some guys to kind of relearn the system. And we have all of our players here, so hopefully there's. A couple of guys, a handful of guys that play a larger role in this game than they did during the regular season, and and preferably young guys that can build on that momentum. And has the heavy lifting and preparation on this game already been done so that you can enjoy San Diego a little more, or are you still doing some of that here? It it is, and that's week to week too. You know, always the the way we do it in most places that I've been is uh, I think you want to put in most of the preparation from day one. And so the first time you start practicing for an opponent, whether from school to school it might vary, but maybe that's Monday or Tuesday. But you, but you want to kind of get 90% of the game plan in right away. And so by necessity, that for us happened a couple of weeks ago. Wyoming knows that BYU would like to run the ball because that's where Jamal Williams is. That's where you have succeeded. Ty Detmer wants balance. And so they're going to defensively game plan to stop the BYU run. How do you find success against a team that's all in on stopping Jamal Williams and the BYU run? Yeah, I think you know that, that ties the expert on that. But I, I would uh, just in general, you know, if somebody's going to go all out to stop the run, then the play action passes will be there. But you've got to keep you've got to keep keep setting that up. And so the more successful the run game can be, even into that uh, aggressive front, then the more successful the play action passes can be. Get some one on one matchups down the field. What do you think of this matchup with Wyoming? It's been a while since BYU's played them. Uh, they've had a good season. They're they're a hungry team coming into a bowl yeah. game for the first time in a while. Yeah, that that's the thing our players better understand is is you know Wyoming, when Wyoming thinks BYU, uh, they think they know they're they're the underdog. You know they read the newspapers, but also just just you know that the history of BYU exiting the the Mountain West Conference and kind of uh, you know in in the way they see that right, it's going to be probably different than our narrative would be and the, our reasons for being. Uh, playing football at the independent level so 
uh, they're going to they're going to have a lot of motivation to beat BYU. It always has been that way. It was that way twenty something years ago when when you know when I was a player. Wyoming, all, that's always a big, huge game for Wyoming, and we, we've got to match that intensity. Yeah, Wyoming fans. Uh, I saw some some bloggers talking about the fact that this is they always called BYU a bowl game. Well, now now the bowl game is happening in yeah. an actual bowl game, and the Cougars have won seven in a row against Wyoming. Which I think makes this game fun and intriguing. You know, the more, the more animosity, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong word, that they have towards you, I think it just adds to the intrigue of this game. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We want that. We want that, that passion from the opponent. We want to bring that passion ourselves, find reasons to get more excited about the game that we're playing than the game that we played last week and the game that we'll play next week or next year. And I, I, think, I think we have that. You know, it's always hard for a coach to know exactly what the team is feeling, if there's such a thing as 120-something guys feeling the same thing. But uh, I know as a coach I'm really excited about the game, and as a BYU fan I'm really excited about the game, and I hope our players are, are uh, considering it for what it's worth. Kalani Satake spent a considerable amount of time up at Utah where they've been really good at winning bowl games. What kind of approach have you seen him take now that it's his turn to kind of do a bowl game like he wants to do it? Yeah. You know, the, the thing that um, Kalani's done such a great job of in his first year as a head coach, which I think is really hard, I know from experience that can be really hard, is he's just he's been himself. He's, he's confident. He's relaxed around the players. They sense that from him. You know, so there's, there's not in any way a, a lack of demanding culture or lack of discipline. It's not about that. That doesn't come from being a, a hard A as a coach or just, you know, being a growler or a browbeater or anything like that. Discipline comes from the players wanting to – buy into the team vision right and and our team vision is as is as clean and and uh disciplined and competitive as any team vision but kalani does it in a relaxed way that instills confidence in the people around him coaches and players and he's done it that way all season long through thick and thin that's our culture and i think that's where our players are at special teams has been a consistent bright spot for byu we had johnny linhound on the show earlier and, and he called it consistent confidence when it comes to uh, special teams how do you develop that type of feeling and uh, confidence in an entire unit oh that's easy yeah um so you just go we just you want to on your own two-yard line fourth and 19 you just want to go show that confidence and call for a fake punt <laughs> and uh, that 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 will transcend throughout the season and the seasons they they will never doubt my confidence in them <laughs> well said coach I didn't think you were going to take it that direction, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but hey, okay, yeah. we didn't expect the run on 4th yeah. and 19 either, did yeah. we? Yep, that's right. Nobody <laughs> expects it. <laughs> Coach, it's great to have you. Uh, we jokingly call you the cyborg, but but really we know you, you're a softy. You're a softy inside, right, Coach? <laughs> I, I am for the yeah, the success of the players, all that they go through, all the pressures in their lives, and to see them to see them succeed at, at whatever point that is, you know, young in their career or as they progress, it's... Uh, for, for me, that, that is definitely a soft spot. I'm, an, I'm emotional about their success. Well, we're looking forward to uh, seeing BYU hopefully succeed against Wyoming on Wednesday. Welcome to San Diego once again. And order some uh, hot and spicy Yeah, get those yeah. spicy wings, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Bring that mild stuff in here. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Let's get these uh, smaller arms covered up, too, at some the point. The arm circumference <laughs> is not what it should be. <laughs> up next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU linebacker star Fred Warner oh, joins yeah. the party. He's got a new haircut. We'll show you. Mm-hmm. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in San Diego. 
Just mentioned to Jerem, I can't believe it's been over an hour and 40 minutes in this two-hour special. We've had a great time talking to coaches and I players. I can't. It's kind of cold. And, but Jerem's freezing. <laughs> What's funny is you were giving me a hard time no, about someone, having my sweater on. Yeah, it's I took it off like, I, yeah. I'm okay, man. Yeah. But you're dying. So, Do you want my shirt on no, my sweater? No, no, I don't. And don't look, don't look at me either. There was a there was a guy there was a guy that came up to me and he goes, "You're always wearing long sleeve in Studio B, and now you're here and you don't want one." <laughs> My God, that guy's right. Yeah. Here's wow. the great part: we're going to be live in San Diego, not just from the Fan Fest here for the next uh, 17 minutes or so, but we'll be live on Monday and Tuesday from the Team Hotel, the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego. Yeah, I'll probably wear a sweater that day. I'll be honest. Noon Eastern, both of those tough. days. Then on Wednesday on game day, we'll be live from Qualcomm Stadium awesome. for a, our morning show or afternoon if you're on the East Coast. And then we'll be live again instead of the rebroadcast. At 6 Eastern. At 6 Eastern. Plus countdown to kickoff at 8 Eastern. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, all It'll day football great. on Wednesday. And the buildup, yeah. of course, BYU Sports Nation will take you there. But let's not forget about men's basketball tonight as well, Jerem. That's right, 9.30 Eastern time. Uh, BYU versus Illinois on the Big Ten Network and BYU Radio. Live from Chicago's, the uh, United Center. Awesome. What's your favorite BYU sports memory from San Diego? At Duff Tittle tweets in November 16th, 1991. BYU down 45-17 in the third quarter. Ty Detmer rallies the Cougars for a 52-52 tie with 568 yards passing. That was a heck of a day for me that day, uh, coming back against the Aztecs. Uh, just threw the ball. Just did what I did, and, uh, yeah, I was the Heisman Trophy winner. Not ever. <laughs> He's never going to come on the show again. No. <laughs> Not anymore. No. Joining us now, BYU linebacker star Fred Warner. Fred, how do you feel hey. about uh, Jerem's hey, Ty Detmer impersonation? What's up, Fred? It's pretty good at Ty Detmer, right? No, no, you're not. You don't You don't have the accent that Ty has, so. No? No. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No. You're, the, you're the only one. <laughs> no, no, you did all right. You did all right. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Is that how you assess? Your teammates play as well. What? Like, nah, eh, that was all right. No, my teammates are all—they're all ballers. So they're awesome. Yeah, uh, they're all awesome. I see how this beginning Sorry, of this hey. interview. No, is you're, going. you're gonna be all right though. You. Yeah. How do you wear? How? You, I don't know how both of you are wearing those short sleeves right well, now. I got I'm cha- I got challenged by Elisa Tuiaki. I want to put my sweatshirt yeah, back he on, but he was—he was just over here. Where would he go? He, he, Never mind. He Listen, yeah. this is our game, though. Like our show is our game, right? You get uh-huh. out there, you're not wearing long sleeves. You're right. At, this That's is right. our game. Yeah, so coach, you're, you're in chill mode. Coach right? Lamb would be proud of what y'all are doing right now because he he doesn't like the long sleeves. Well, we, he he was proud of us until he saw the the circumference of our arms. He said mm. the circumference of our arms isn't where it should be. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I love that. You that's can work that's on hilarious. It. We're super weak and have small arms. That's hilarious. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, man, you just gotta get in the weight room a little bit. That's all. It, Hard we, work and we dedication. Do. And nutrition. And, and nutrition, yeah. Yep. And all of Lots it. of protein. Caloric yes. values need to go Caloric up. values is what Ed Lamb said. Tell us about your new hairdo here. Uh, you know, just wanted to change it up for the bowl game in uh, San Diego. So Describe it, it for up. the radio audience. Uh, just braided it up. Uh, not much to, to describe, but, yeah, no, no more afro. So, yeah. No yeah. more Afro Fred I, Warner. <laughs> yeah. I think it's as good that's as what people, that's, that's the only thing that people really know me by is the, is the Afro hair, so <laughs> they might not recognize me uh, in the game or anything. So, Is this strange for you to be back, you know, essentially in, in your hometown? Is it strange? Yeah. How does um, it feel? It feels great. Yeah, you know, the weather before it got all cold over here for some reason, it felt great. But uh, just being able to play in front of my hometown is going to be fun. 
What's it like for you and Troy to be back here uh, in a place where BYU was here in 2012? Now they're back in the Point Stadium. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember all that hype, especially around Kyle uh, in that game. Uh, but um, I'm excited, obviously, with Troy to be back here. We we, we stopped at our house yesterday. It was fun. Uh, it's good to be back. Did Did you go to that game? I did what? not. No, I, I I didn't really. I, when was that? I think that was after. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Uh, my senior year? No, 2012 was my junior year, so I didn't go, no. Was BYU a major player in the mix at the time? I don't think so. It might have been. Really? Yeah, I think it might have just, I, they just started talking to me after that game. Because You were in on USC at the time? Who else was in, involved? That was, I think that was further down the line. Oh, okay. End of my, end of my junior year is when I started getting recruited by So BYU schools. played near you, and yeah. you barely paid attention. And then later you were like, okay, BYU. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was it that eventually swung you on playing for BYU? Now that you look back on it and you're like, holy cow, I've been here for three full seasons. Man, this question. I, I've never got this You've one never before. Had this I've never question. had this one before. Yeah. No. Uh, what swung me here? But not in 2016. Just, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not in 2016, you would think. But, uh, no, I, uh, I visited when I, had, when, my, when I had my visit there uh, shortly after my, my offer. That's when I, I committed. So that's when I fell in love with it and everything. Fred, I was teeing you up so that you would say, well, really it was BYU TV and BYU oh, Sports Nation. man, that's, that's so They took me to the, Next, to the little the building and everything. I thought you would take the bait, oh, man. Why man. else would they I ask you that question? Building. Why else would I ask you that question in 2016? Hey, I wanted you to tell us that we're great. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Enough in front about of the us. Let's talk about you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, about yeah. me. Who, who's the most likely to have a Kyle Van like game against Wyoming? See, I think you're setting me up for that question. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, next question. No, I'm playing. Uh, let's see. Troy Warner. Troy, Troy yeah. Warner. Yeah. Troy. He'll have the he'll have the sack for for a touchdown. Uh, you corner know, the pick blitz. six. The corner. Yeah, the corner blitz. Yeah. We have one of those in in stock. So hopefully uh, Wyoming isn't uh, listening to this. But. <laughs> they know at some point that BYU may or may not send a corner blitz. That's hey. okay. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Wyoming has some. They have some dudes that can play, man. Brian Absolutely. Hill. This this running back's really good. Tanner Gentry, Josh Allen, the quarterback. What do you think of the Cowboys? They're very good. Uh, for some reason, I think the fans just don't really know much about them, and so if they hear the word Wyoming, they kind of just kind of just they're not very interested. But if you see them on film, they're a very good team. They play for a conference championship this year, um, and you mentioned those names. They they have some good players on their team. How has BYU changed the defensive game plan specifically for Wyoming compared to the other twelve regular season games you've played? I think we've played a lot of spread teams this year, and uh, Wyoming's going to want to run the ball uh, in the pro formation. So just be making sure that we have our mindset right for the game and uh, being able to stop the run, that's going to be key for us. What do we have to do while we're here? Here in San, San Diego? Diego, yeah. Um, home, this is your crib, man. What yeah, do do? I think, uh, think you've got you know, you to be in the water a little bit. Uh, when it gets, really? Yeah, when it's not as cold. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the main thing because there's no beach in, in Utah. I think there is a little, a little lake, but not a beach. <laughs> Are you mocking Utah Lake right now? Sorry, it's not. It's, hey, I don't claim it. I, don't, I can't claim well, Fred, Utah. It's okay. You can't. There's there no beach. You're right. You're right. There's it's okay. Yeah. okay. You, yeah. you can yeah. do that. All right. Also, we need to get on the Torrey Pines golf course somehow, Jerem. Yeah, we would like that. Do you know anybody? I heard. I heard that's pretty. Do I know anybody <laughs> with Torrey Pines? Hey, man. 
I'm from San Marcos. I'm not from Corey Pines. So. Mission Hills, baby. Yep. Fred, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. Looking good, forward good to, to be here, man. On, on Wednesday. And, and thanks for being a good sport about our uh, our special questions. <laughs> yeah, special you questions. know we bring it, man. Yeah, man. Wyoming's going to bring it more than we do, though. All right. We'll see <laughs> thanks, you, Fred. No problem. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we wrap up what has been a fantastic Saturday special. Two hours of BYU Sports Nation from the Embarcadero Park North Marina. Are going for two picks for tonight coming up. We'll tell you next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do now, Jerem? Let's do going for two, Spencer. Okay. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, we're back. And for the first time ever, making our going for two picks from the beautiful city of San Diego. From outside. About what happens tonight in Chicago between BYU basketball and the fighting Illini of Illinois. What are you on the season again? I don't know. You're like five under five, have, five losses under 500. You are up three on me. I'm up, I'm plus three. On the overall, yeah, football and basketball. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> the overall when record. You, when you're the Pelicans, you aren't thinking about the overall record. You're thinking about how many games to that eight seed in the West. That's me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go first because I'm plus three, right? Naturally, I should. Yeah. So, number one, Nick Emery will score in double figures for BYU basketball in the first half. Okay. He didn't score at all. In the uh, Staples Center in the first half. This is a neutral arena. The okay. United Center, Chicago. I heard new troll arena. <laughs> That's what I heard. This is a new, it's a new troll, troll arena. arena. Yeah. No, it's neutral. Wait a minute. Neutral site. Nick Emery, he's going to start fast tonight. Okay. I feel like he's going to get up to a great start, and he will have double-figure scoring in the first half. He averages, what is the average? 16? Something 14? like that, yeah. So 8.5 is pretty 10's not that ambitious, right? Just saying. Do you remember what he? Do you remember what he did the last time he started a game at a neutral site? Yeah, I just told you. Exactly. I'm the one that brought it exactly. up. Exactly. You made my case why this is actually semi bold. Okay. Right. Oh, really? You're right. going to give me a hard time. All right. Too wait till pe- wait till people semi-bold. hear yours. Wait till people hear yours. Oh yeah, bring it. Yeah, you want the mild wings? Wait for Jerem's picks. Number two, bring BYU it. will hold Illinois. To 35% shooting or less from the three-point line. You think 35%, that's still pretty good, right? They shoot 40% for the season from the three-point line. They make a killing from the outside. That's pretty crazy, considering BYU does stinketh from three so far this year. And BYU has given up their fair share of good three-point shooting performances to teams. So 35% or less, I think the Cougars have a great shot to win the game if they can do that. Okay, number one for me, Eric Mika won't lead BYU in scoring. Okay. Okay. It'll be somebody else. That one's okay. It'll be somebody else. He's the leading scorer. The second one. Illinois will score in the 70s. They average 80.7. So if they score 79, then you get that one right. Yeah, but if they score in the 69 or below, I don't. So if BYU has this amazing defensive performance, (laughs) I don't get it. It's got to be 70 through 79. (laughs) You're giving yourself a 10-point cushion. Yeah, I need it. I'm down three. I need it. (laughs) A 10-point cushion. They average 80. Well, if they score 79. They average 81. 
I love, I love that. Really, we're just running out of I've unique tried, ideas no, because no. there are so many basketball no, games. They're unique ideas. I don't want to go crazy. I just want to get right picks. Yeah, at some point, that's we a need, quote from you and from Michael Scott. At some point, we need to throw out just something crazy. Like a, it's got a, yeah. These we have we three have an today. insanely, you know, just a crazy week of picks. So we need we need to do that. We'll figure okay, out which one we'll that is. We'll do it. But for now, I'm plus three. Jerem trying to make a comeback. BYU in Illinois tip on the Big Ten Network. You can watch that live. You can two also hours. listen on BYU Radio starting in two, two hours. hours at six thirty Pacific, nine thirty Eastern. Can't time. wait. Can't wait. All right. Today's rise and shout. <laughs> Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem goes out to Ron Burgundy. This is the land of Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I love this place. This is great. Great being here. By the way, Going for Two brought to you by BYU Dining Services. want to give them a shout-out. Chef-driven, student-powered. We will be live, by the way, Monday and Tuesday from the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego, behind us. Monday and Tuesday, if you want to come hang out, please join us. Man, incredible views from the marina here. Yeah. Big thanks to all of our guests today and everybody on our crew who worked so hard to set up this live remote. We're just beginning in San Diego. And keep that hashtag BYUSN coming with the uh, best memory from San Diego with BYU Sports. Keep it coming. Yeah, our elite tweet of the day, at our greenhouse, at the time Veronica Corningstone wore her BYU shirt in the newsroom. I don't remember that. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. No, that didn't happen. Come on. Come on. Again, thanks to all of our guests. Shout out to Preston Hadley. Stay classy, San Diego. BYU Sports Station, back to work on Monday at noon. Peace.